Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft, football writer, blogger and podcast host again for you today. Hi, I'm Jake. You can get me on Twitter at Jake Jabber with two N's and you can get my um, writings on EPL Index. Great to have you with us again, Jake. Uh, obviously, James is not with us, so it's just us two this evening. Um, as ever, first and foremost, straight into results roundup. If you don't mind, Jake, would you like to take us through all the fixtures from Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, so we'll start off with the Friday night game. Um, sorry, yeah, sorry, Friday night. Let's start with that. <laughs> it's, it's a good shout. Yeah, I'll start off with the Friday night game. We'll include that one. Aston Villa coming back from 3-0 down to draw at home against Sheffield United. So that was a 3 0 draw. Moving on to Saturday, another dramatic draw at the top of the table. Leeds equalised late on against Middlesbrough in a one-all draw. Swansea beating Millwall at home, uh, 1-0. Bristol City getting yet another win against Blackburn. A really, really good result there. 1-0 away <laughs> from home. Preston getting another win, uh, continuing their upwards trajectory uh, to mid-table, getting a 2-1 win away to Bolton. Derby beat Hull 2-0 uh, in what was quite a big win for them against an informed team. Nottingham Forest got a, got a win against Brentford at home, 2-1. Uh, another really good game happened at Loftus Road. Birmingham winning 4-3 away from home against QPR. Rotherham and Wigan drawing one all at the bottom. Sheffield Wednesday and Reading drawing nil nil. West Brom getting a really good win away to Stoke, one uh, nil in the late game on the Saturday, and then of course on the Sunday we'll see the uh, the derby down in East Anglia, uh, and Norwich won that one three nil. Yeah, thank you, Jake. Uh, certainly a couple of games what stick out for me as, as game of the weekend, but let's go into biggest wins or surprises or results of the day. I've, I've got a few jotted down. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts. So talk to me, Jake. What's your uh, biggest win or surprise from the uh, this weekend's fixtures? Yeah, I think it's you've got to go. Uh, I think I've got to go for West Brom winning away at Stoke. I, still, I know Stoke... I've not been good this season. They're near the bottom of the table rather than at the top where people expect them. But to go away to the Britannia or, or the Bet365, whatever it's called these days, and get a win it is massive. Any win in those sort of games away from home, yeah. uh, a huge, especially on television, West Brom. Been inconsistent late, but I think we, we think they've got a chance of, of getting automatic promotion. So it was a game that they really had to win if they wanted to do that. And they did get that win 1-0. I thought that was a huge win. Um, another one, I'd, I'd like to go to Derby winning 2-0. We've been full of praise for Hull on this podcast, especially Grisicki and, and Bowen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Derby, inconsistently late, falling out of the playoffs, managed to get back to winning ways there. We were, it was quite a comfortable 2-0 win for them, so I thought that was a huge result. Because um, if they would have lost, they would have you know, fallen further, fallen behind Bristol City as, as things turned out on Saturday. So it's important that they won that um, really big win. So yeah, they're the two two big results for me in terms of what they mean for the season. Uh, any, any that stick out for you? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's good that you've picked a couple of fixtures that I haven't, actually. I've got three fixtures wrote down, uh, as I mentioned. So I'll start with what I believe is the biggest win uh, for me, and that's Bristol City going away at Blackburn. We often talk how well Blackburn have done this season. I'm going to talk about Tony Mowbray later on also. Uh, but yes, um, obviously they scored in the 80th minute there to keep their you know form and and winning ways on on that run, uh, keeping them in sixth spot, you know, ju- just above Derby and and, and Bristol City are, are strong or the strongest team in the division at the minute. So that was a huge win. Uh, the other one for me, although it, you know, on paper they would have been favourites, but obviously Norwich City's three nil win against Ipswich. I know, you know, essentially it was top versus bottom, but. A derby, you know, anything can happen, sending off penalties and, you know, well, <laughs> I t- talk about sending off. Paul Lambert got sent, <laughs> sent off, didn't he? But, um, yeah, Norwich winning 3-0 and Pucky again with a brace there. Uh, comfortable win, but, you know, obviously with, with Leeds and Sheffield United dropping points, um, yeah, huge win there for Norwich. Uh, the only other result for me, which wasn't a win, and I've just touched upon it, but Leeds scoring in, you know, 10, 11 minutes at a time in the 100th minute, let's say, uh, through Phillips was, yes, um, in the end, a great point for them because Middlesbrough obviously searching for, well, to to finish in the top two. Um, So for Leeds to, to get a point there and, you know, keep Middlesbrough in fifth was was actually a decent point in in, in the end there, and obviously it, it it didn't look likely. You know, like I say, in with with only a couple of minutes remaining. So so they're the results for me. Is any any other standout for you at all, Jake? Because like I say, I know I've mentioned quite a few that that you haven't there. No, I think that think they're the main main sort of results that we picked up on um, there. You, you could go to to Nottingham Forest, perhaps at Birmingham getting wins to sort of boost their outside um, chances of the playoffs. But, you know, we could talk about every game. Uh, they yeah. all mean something at this stage. But, no, I think we've picked out the main runs there. Yeah, just quickly before we move on, and we will talk about one of the contenders of the season, but two cracking games there, obviously, Aston Villa and Sheffield United drawing 3 all, And then the other game as well, QPR 3, Birmingham 4, which we'll probably come on to. But great uh, to see, obviously, the goals being scored and keeping the championship as what I believe is as one of the best divisions in the world. And it's, it's for games and, and reasons like that. Uh, but are there any standout players uh, for you this week? And uh, the reasons why, Jake? Yeah, there's a few. Uh, probably won't pick the same ones as you. Um, got to pick the main one for me. It's got to be Shea Adams. Uh, nearly left the championship during the January window. Southampton had an interest. Uh, I think he probably would have went if Birmingham didn't have a transfer embargo. But uh, he showed his class on uh, on Saturday with a hat-trick. A first-half hat-trick against uh, QPR. Yeah. Very different finishes as well. He scored, you know, the completely different goals. He showed his versatility as a as a finisher, uh, and I think if you just the more you watch him, you think he's got a future at a higher level. Uh, they bought him for two million a few seasons ago, and yeah, he's looking like a bargain, and and he's probably going to be sold for for close to ten times that, which was really impressive. But yeah, he showed his quality, and and I think if he stays fit, and he's playing like that, Birmingham have got a chance of getting into the playoffs, uh, albeit an outside one, but I think he's a really, really good player. One, yeah, definitely. One that's gone under our radar a little bit this season, but yeah, he, he was excellent at, at the weekend, so he deserves praise. Um, and the other one for me is maybe a surprise one, but I thought um, Martinez in goal for, for Reading deserves a, mm-hmm. deserves a shout-out. He's He's been excellent since coming in. He's got two clean sheets, um, played three games now for Reading, conceded once. Um, 
Sheffield Wednesday had the better of it. By all accounts, he made a few superb saves, and it just he just looks like a step above what they've had all season. Uh, and you know they say you need goal scorers to to get you out of of trouble at the bottom, but to have a really good goalkeeper helps a lot because you you know even with uh, the change of manager, Reading are still conceding a lot of shots. Uh, although the defence has got better, still conceding a lot of shots, and and he looks like a really class addition um, in goal. It's uh, just a shame what happened to Oliveira has happened there. Hopefully he's back soon. But you know they fixed one end of the pitch, uh, two clean sheets in a row. They now need to fix the other end of the pitch if they're gonna, you know move clear of relegation uh, before it gets, you know, to the nail bite in stages of the season. But yeah, he, he looks a really, yeah. really class goalkeeper. Uh, and it's always good to focus on the attacking talent, but sometimes you've got to look further back. And I thought he was really good this weekend. Yeah, you're right. I'm glad you've picked out Martinez, actually, because like you say, uh, Wednesday did have, have the better chances. He, he saved a, a really good opportunity for Sam Hutchinson from about six yards. I don't know how he saved it, actually, to be honest. Hutchinson probably should have scored and also shots from Forestieri and, and Fletcher. So he had a great game. I had uh, Shea Adams down also, so I won't touch on that, but I have got a couple more players. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of echo what you said about Adams, about Billy Sharp, you know, at-trick again. So, you know, I've got to mention him. 100 goals up also for Sheffield United. And, you know, at the end of the game, I'm not going to say I feel sorry for him as a Wednesday fan, but to not obviously get the victory there with eight minutes remaining against uh, Aston Villa, God knows, you know, I, I didn't come away with the three points. So, um, yeah, to, to score a hat-trick and, and not get... The win, he, he must have obviously. Uh, he, he, he did his he did his bit. It was obviously just Sheffield United's defence that let them down. But yes, um, he was certainly one of the standout players this week. Every club wishes they had a Billy Sharp. You know, uh, loyal to the club, supports the club, and you know, like I say, is is um, hit a ton of goals for them now. So uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, he was on Friday night. Also, you know, like in previous weeks, I've not mentioned players that have scored the goals I've, I've usually picked out keepers but you've done that so I'll also mention Pookie who scored the brace obviously for Norwich um, against Ipswich he always seems to just score the goals at the right times doesn't he um, and he's continuing to do that and then the other player for me who also scored the brace uh, was Wagon for Derby uh, versus Hull which you've mentioned in one of your um, biggest wins of the week uh, but carrying on from um the Aston Villa Sheffield United game, Jake. Obviously, we've touched upon it. it was three all. Billy Sharp obviously scored a hat trick. Um, they were three nil up with eight minutes remaining, as I've mentioned already. Was that one of the contenders for game of the season? Um, I know there's obviously, like I mentioned, QPR versus Birmingham was a great game this weekend. Also, what are your thoughts on those games? And is it certainly up there, like I say, as as one of the best games in this campaign so far? It's difficult. It depends what you're looking for. Uh, obviously, drama is high on what you want in, in a good game. And they certainly had that. Um, to come back from 3-0 down with, with 10 minutes to go was amazing. Um, but I don't know. I just I think the errors the errors that, that were made by the Sheffield United defenders, O'Connell uh, and the keeper as well, was poor on one of them. So it was, it was, I think that takes away from it a little bit. Um, I think it was more Sheffield United sort of losing concentration and... and throwing it away with, with sort of tied in with momentum swing into Aston Villa's favours it it was a great spectacle but I just don't think you could it, it's up there I'd, I'd, I'd say the game at QPR was a better one purely mm-hmm. because you had that really late drama of Lee Camp saving the penalty because yeah. that I think 
if that would have went 4-4, it would have been a great game. But I think I think it adds something extra that they had that penalty and it got saved and Birmingham managed to hang on. I don't know, I don't know about you. I think that adds to it. Um, no, I, I, I completely agree, actually. I think that you say, yes, the drama was great, obviously, at Villa Park. Um, and there was the drama, or almost more drama, should we say, like if, if, if the penalty had have gone in. But then, like, we talk about contenders for game of the season. Sometimes... Um, Ascending off, also it sounds maybe a bit silly, but to say that you know a player to be sent off also adds adds to the drama and and these little things you know efforts that hit the post or crossbar and and, and all this thing like you say it, it adds to the drama and I suppose you know the the Sheffield United Villa game didn't have that it was it was obviously the the the, the three goals they did score in the last eight to ten minutes that made it like you say what a really great game this week and. Probably, if it had been four all in the QPR Birmingham game, we'd have been talking about that as definitely up there as one of the contenders as well. Have you got anything else you'd like to add to that? Because I've yeah. I've got a couple of games actually that I'm going to mention that I still think top the games from this weekend. Yeah, I think you've got. I think Aston Villa could be involved in their own competition, couldn't they? Because they're just so yeah. good going forward, but absolutely terrible at the back, and that just leads to games of loads of goals in. Um, obviously, the five all with Nottingham Forest is up there. That was a really good game. Uh, I'd yeah. say for me, my, you know, I, I'd, there's a few Norwich games that I could put in there, but I, I thought the game last weekend, Ellen Road, for pure quality, like that was that was just quality football. Uh, Norwich winning out three one in the end, but it could have, could have gone another way on the day. That was just really quality football, great to watch. But for me, mm-hmm. I think my game of the season is another one uh, involving Aston Villa, uh, and it was a three two loss to Leeds at, at um, Villa Park. For that one, for me, is the best game purely because. It, Aston Villa was so good in the first half, dominating every single department. Leeds go down to 10 men. Did they go down to 10 men? I think they did, didn't they? Yes, I yeah. believe so. And then, um, and then they came back and won um, 3-2. And it, was, it was amazing. It was That was just peak Bielsa football, that was. Uh, and I think for me, that was the, that, that, that's my game of the season, purely because I just didn't think Leeds had a chance. And they came back and, and, and won and just showed the, the flexibility they've got you know, playing with seven men, Jack Clark coming on, he had a, he had a really good cameo. Um, yeah, for me, that one's, that one's it. Uh, it's difficult to, to look anywhere else for me. Well, I've, I've got a couple more, and it's, it's different to what you've mentioned. So the other one for me, as we mentioned, a lot of Norwich games this season seem to be um, games of the season. And Norwich's victory against Millwall, 4-3, if you remember that one. I remember, obviously, Millwall being 3-2 up, in injury time um and i think there was seven or eight minutes played in injury time um jordan rhodes i believe managed to get the equalizer to bring it to 3-3 on the 92nd minute and then timu puki somehow scored and lobbed the keeper in the 97th minute to get the 4-3 victory there but you've already mentioned it jake the game of the season for me has to be simply for the goals and like we've talked about the drama aston villa five Forest five for me. Tammy Abraham obviously scoring four goals, and he seems to since that day uh, be scoring every week. He's, he's really obviously uh, hit the. I think he's his third top goal scorer now with about twenty goals in the league. And also in that game there was a sending off, which I've talked about, adds to the drama, which was Figueroa for Forest um, in the sixty odd minute mark. So yes, for me the game of the season would be the five all. I hope it's still going to be topped. We're only two thirds of the way through the season, you know, 16 or 15 games remaining for most clubs. So um, it could be pipped, but yeah, 
it's uh, it's crazy that both teams scored five goals in that game and I, 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 only I, only got a point. <laughs> I'll, I'll just correct myself. There was not a player sent off in the in the Leeds Leeds Aston Villa game. So I'll correct myself there. I think I was thinking about the Nottingham Forest Leeds game where they had the man sent off and came back to to go two two one up and then went down four two in the end. So that's another game as well. That was a, that was a good game. So yeah, I got mixed up with those two. Just just clarify before we get any comments in. That, that yeah, he, he, <laughs> well, I'll, yeah, I'll forgive you. I don't know whether the uh, I don't know whether the Twitter public will do, but yes, I'll, I'll forgive you on that one. Uh, but yes, yeah, certainly in the Championship, as we know, there's there's a hell of a lot of games that you know, are fantastic just due to the amount of goals that generally be, can be scored. Uh, but if we move on from that, Jake, um, let's look at... Mani- we've already talked about contender for the game of the season. Let's let's talk managers and players. So let's, let's not talk about too many because I know you can pick so many players, you can pick so many managers also. Let's, let's talk about manager first, shall we? Who up to now, like I say, two-thirds into the season, who is your manager of the season so far? So, yeah, we're not going to go into lows, but I've got three that came to mind, and they're three of slightly different tiers of the league, so I think that it, it's difficult when you mm. compare it. So I'll, I'll just go through my three. I think, firstly, Nigel Adkins will be up there for me, purely because everybody thought Hull would do him this year, and, and yeah. he's done an excellent job to get them mid-table safety. I don't think they're going to get into the playoffs now. I think they're a little bit far off, but to even have, have got into the discussions was an achievement, and I, and I think you know a lot of people thought he was a busted flush at this level, maybe wasn't going to do well at championship level again he's doing really well with Hull in what is a very difficult situation so I think he deserves praise uh, Lee mm-hmm. Johnson another one for, for what he's doing at Bristol City sell their best players um, season after season Joe Bryan was the one that went this year you know they keep doing that Bobby Reed as well and yet he just keeps coming back and he just keeps they seem to improve every year I know there's inconsistency but they they do seem to to get better and better, and he's a really really good young manager. Um, Bristol City stuck stuck with him when it when it was a little bit tough, uh, and they're getting the rewards now, uh, sitting in sixth position. So he deserves a lot of praise. But for me, I, I think it's difficult to not to look at Daniel Fark uh, for manager yeah. of the season so far. I think he's done an excellent job with Norwich. Not many people fancied them for for playoff contention, let alone automatic promotion, uh, and not even going into winning the league, which they've got a, a very good chance of doing at this point. So I think he's done very well. Um, like Johnson, Norwich, you know, stuck for him when perhaps other clubs wouldn't have done, and they're getting the rewards. He's really good at recruitment, bringing in some excellent players this season, so he deserves credit for that. Um, a lot of comparisons made with David Wagner, uh, purely because of where they've come from, uh, Dortmund. But I think that I think I think Fark is is got a, is going to be a higher caliber of manager than David Wagner. Uh, I think he looks every inch a, a top tier manager. Just just his look and, and the way he carries himself. Um, the tactics, it is, you know, willingness to play young players. I think he's just got everything going for him, and I think it. If he if they go up to the Premier League, which it looks like they've got a good chance of doing, I think he he would he would do very well at that level. Um, and yeah. and I think within eighteen months he'll be managing a a, bit, a bigger club than Norwich. No disrespect to them, but I think their supporters and 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 the club alike will know that you know they've got somebody there that could go on to manage at a higher level. Um, you know, you look at Marco Silva and the way he's looked at in the Premier League as this fashionable young coach. Um, yeah. And I just don't think he's... I think he's a little bit overrated. He, he hasn't really done well at any job that he's got. And, and you look at Farg, I just think he, he's the type of character like a Marco Silva, the way he looks and, and the way he carries himself, that he's going to be liked by the media um, when when they get to the Premier League, you know, if they get to the Premier League. Uh, and it, he's just got everything about him. That I think he's going to be a, a really, really good manager, whether that be in the Premier League or abroad. I'm sure he's probably going to go back to Germany at some point. But yeah, I think he's got a, a, a bright future in, in, in coaching. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I've got Daniel Fark as my number one. You know, like you said, we could mention many names like Chris Wilder, Bielsa, the list goes on, Johnson at Bristol City, but ultimately top of the league. And for me, I think I predicted Norwich to finish about uh, 9th or 10th at the beginning of the season. So to be where they are now, and we always talk about how many goals West Brom score also. Well, Norwich have matched West Brom now with 60 goals. They've both got um, goals for the, the, the most in uh, in the championship at the minute. So, and not only that, you, you, like you say, that the charisma and everything about Farg, yes, he's doing a great job, but you also, if you consider his transfers and the players that he brought in at the beginning of the season, particularly a couple of players on free transfers, then yes, for me, he certainly sits number one. Uh, you've already said a lot about him, so the only other manager that I'd like to mention, and it's it's great, I think, that we can name a few that don't sit near the top, so I'm going to mention Tony Mowbray. Obviously, Coming up from League One, I've mentioned him a few times before. Um, they've lost a couple, you know, recently. But before that, we were talking about how well Blackburn were doing, you know, sat eighth, ninth, and and in contention for uh, a playoff spot. And how well they've done at home this season. Yes, they've, you know, been got players like Bradley Dark, who I was surprised probably didn't move in January actually. Uh, but like I say, to come up from League One again. I to, to tell you my prediction at the beginning of the season, I didn't think they'd get relegated, but I did think they'd probably finish 19th or 20th. Uh, so to be sat where they are, um, I think Mowbray's doing a fantastic job there. Uh, but let's talk players again. Let's not go into too much detail, Jake, because we could list we could list 30 players, couldn't we? Uh, but if we name just a couple or your number one, who's your player of the season so far? Yeah, this is really difficult. There's so many good players in this league. Um, to pick just one is is difficult. Um, you know, you could go, you could go Tammy Abraham. Um, yeah. You could, you could you could go um, Pookie. I think I would go Pookie to be honest. I think just the impact he's had on Norwich um, when they put him up front, it seemed to it seemed to change that their fortunes. I think you know he's up there with twenty goals. Uh, but I think when you're comparing him to Sharp and Abraham, uh, you know I think he offers a lot more to Norwich than, than perhaps they do to their own teams. Just his overall yeah. play, his awareness. Um, yeah, it's, it's just for Norwich, it seems like it's all gone right when they finally put when when they put him up front. They think they start the season with him on the wing, but he he's been excellent. And I think it's difficult to look elsewhere. Um, because he's yeah, it's just been such a good signing. You know, people thought yeah. he, was, he was a good player. Um, when he's been, you know, when he went to Scotland, there was a lot of hope for him. It didn't quite click up there, but it, you know, now twenty eight, he seems to have found his rhythm. Got five assists as well. Um, four, four man the matches on who scored. So you know, he's 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 looking really good. And uh, and just just to look at his form recently, um, five goals in his last five appearances. Um, two two of them coming against rival clubs at the top in Leeds and Sheffield United. It's he, he just seems to turn up in the big games, and he's just yeah, he's he's been a revelation. Uh, and I, I think for me, he's got he's a stand-up player to be to to be player of the season at this point. You know, it's a double Norwich, but then them sitting top of the table, it's easy for us to to look there for for who we're going to be picking for these sort of awards at this point. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Yeah, you're right. And I was hoping you wasn't going to say Pookie because of all the players, obviously, in the league. I've written him down as well. Um, So, yes, for me, it's Pookie. And the reason why... I'm going to say him, um, just to, to add to what you said. Obviously, yes, he's got a great goal contribution. Yes, he's got five assists as well this season. Norwich do sit top. Uh, but for me, how many players come to this league, you know, unknown to the championship and they're terrible for a couple of years, more often than not, or, or, they, or they struggle to, to score even 10 goals in a season. So for Puki to come on a free transfer... Um, in the championship without any experience. Yes, he's probably in his prime, like you say, at, at the age he's at. But to come and already have scored 20 goals, like, yes, you can look at Billy Sharp, who's who's been scoring goals in, in this division for years and his experience. You can look at Abraham, who's on his, you know, on his way up to be a, a Premier League player or a Premier League player already, if you like. But um, all these players have, have had time on, on their hands to, to adjust to the championship and, and and a couple of years, if not 10 years experience, if you look at Billy Sharp. But for Pookie to come and, and do it straight away in his initial season, that's why I've picked him as, as my number one player for me. And and, and I know it's obvious you, you can just pick out a striker who's, who's scored plenty of goals. And, and, you know, I could have picked out a player like Janssen at Leeds in defence. Or, as, as you know, I, I love Harry Wilson at Derby and Joe Lolly at Nottingham Forest. But like I say, because it's his... First season in this division, and it's such a tough division, you know, week in, week out. And he's continuing, like I say, to just, he scores at the right time every time. If Norwich are drawing or they need a goal in the last 10 minutes and it's nil-nil or 1-1, he, he seems to be the guy that always steps up and, and scores the goal. So, again, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you there, Jake, but it's certainly pookie for me. Um but if we move on, again, like I've already mentioned, we've, we've hit a vital point in the season, two-thirds of the season gone now, um, you know, only about 15, 16 games remaining. So we're going to do our predictions into the top six and bottom three. 
Um, so I want to know in order, if you can, Jake, who you finish, who, who you believe will finish top two, and then the four in the playoffs, and then your bottom three also for relegation. Um, I'm just interested to see if you're gonna obviously do any chopping and changing from what the the league standings are at the minute. So, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a very interesting one, and we'll be made to look stupid within about two weeks. So, you know, that's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the nature of this league. But at the top. Um, I think you have to look at those top four teams now, really. To They're the ones that have shown the most to, to be considered in that top two. Uh, yeah. Of course, we could see Middlesbrough, Bristol City, Derby, any of those come through, but we'd have to see a, a significant improvement in, in both quality and consistency. And it's, you know, it's possible, but you'd be really putting yourself on the line if you predicted any of those to get in that top two. So for me... You know, as much as I'd like to see Leeds do it for Bielsa and just, just how long they've been in the second tier, I think it's... I'm going to go maybe surprised and pick the team in fourth to win the league. I think West Brom have just got the quality. I know what a fit and firing Dwight Gale can do in this league. And, you know, it's, it seems silly to say with him sitting on 16 goals, but I just think there's more to come from him this mm. year. I think there's no better striker in the championship. Uh, he's a bit... One of the best strikers in the history of this division with his goals per minute. He's just sensational and he proved his worth on Saturday lunchtime. So he's, for me, uh, Saturday tea time either. So he's, he's, I think he's going to fire West Brom up that table. I think Darren Moore's learned a lot over this year um, as a manager and I think he, he will approach his running knowing what his best team is uh, and knowing exactly what they need to do. Got some tough fixtures coming up, but I just think they've got the, the quality, you know. You got Nottingham Forest up next, then West uh, Aston Villa uh, away, QPR away, Sheffield United and Leeds in back-to-back games. Mm. It's they've got some tough fixtures, but I just think they've got the quality and they've shown that you know with, with that with, with how they've played in big games that they can get the win. So yeah, I think the, and and the goals they've got it's just so difficult to go against them. So yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna win the league. Uh, I think Norwich will come second. I think. They've got enough about them to, to, to stay in that top two. Uh, I still have doubts about their goalkeeper. I don't think he's one of the one of the best in this division by by any stretch. Um, so, and I just yeah, I just think that being the leaders might it's a change in man, mentality for Norwich. Um, and I'm not sure how they'll cope with that. But they keep proving me wrong, so they could go on and win this league. But for me, I just think West Brom are West Brom the ones for me. I just think they're just pure quality-wise, they're, they've got enough. So they're my top two. I think yeah. Leeds, Sheffield United will be in the playoffs quite comfortably. Uh, was made a slight change in my mind in these last few minutes. I think I'm going to go for Bristol City and Derby to take the next two. I I think there's something about Middlesbrough that's just been lacking. Um, just the, their performance in in the FA Cup was, was appalling. Um, to to lose to to not win that game on Saturday late on. I know it was against Leeds, but it was a yeah. blow. Uh, and, and they're the sort of blows that can can hit you hard at this point of the season. Uh, and and their lack of goals is is a worry for me. Um, especially as they've started to concede. Lately, so yeah, I, I, I think Bristol City and Derby are going to take those last two spots. Um, okay, go, going, going down to the bottom three, uh, I think Bolton and Ipswich are, are gone for me. I just don't see either of them getting the points needed. Uh, and if you look at the two teams above them, Reading and Rotherham, yeah, they're, they're equally 
as bad at winning games, but they seem to be picking up these draws. And, and I know we don't like draws at the top of the table. That's why Aston Villa uh, are pretty much out of the playoff race at this point because they've got too many draws. Yeah. But at the bottom, they're they're, they're vital. Um, and I think Reading bringing in Martinez in goal, uh, and hopefully they get Oliveira back firing. I think they've done enough to to get them out of it. And I think it's sad to say, but I think Rotherham are going to go straight back down to League One, uh, albeit with a with a much better record this time around in the championship so I think it's going to be a switch Bolton and Rotherham for me yeah I'll carry on from where you've left off there at the, at the bottom of the table and I completely agree with everything you said for me Ipswich and Bolton already down and out yet yeah, can't see them I don't think they've got anything at all that's going to you know get them into 21st and then I hate to say it because you know with We've admired Rotherham at times for this season for their grit, you know, determination, the teamwork and the ethic that they have got there. But we always said, didn't we, when it gets to the winter months, games come thick and fast. And that's when, you know, a bit more quality prevails. And on paper, uh, fair play to Rotherham because, you know, and no disrespect, but they've probably got the worst team on paper in the division. So to be sat 21st, they are actually, for me, still overachieving. They're, they're doing a good job. But I think once 46 games have gone by, I think they will be sat 22nd in the league also. And um, I think Reading, yeah, they're, they're just slowly but surely just picking up them them, them draws. And it's going to, you know, they're eventually going to creep past Rotherham, at, at, maybe even if it's on the last game of the season. But yeah, I, unfortunately, I can see Rotherham going down. At the top, I can't disagree to an extent... Um, in the fact that I think West Brom will finish top also. Yes, I, I don't know why I'm saying it. I've, I've tipped West Brom all season to be up there. Um, I think that with West Brom, although they've they've lost a couple of games in the last four weeks or so, um, I still don't think they're at top gear. I think that, this, like you mentioned about Dwight Gale, I think that they can really turn it on again. And, you know, West Brom are one of them experienced teams in this division to really you know, crack the whip, if you like, and, you know, with, with 10 games remaining, really push Leeds and Norwich. And, and, and for whatever reason it is, it's just a gut feeling. I think that West Brom will finish top of this division with Norwich in second. Um, I've Unfortunately, Leeds United have been, you know, great all season, but um, they, they just seem to be, rather than drawing games, losing the odd couple of games now as well. And, and, and for me, that's one of the reasons they're going to get pipped, I feel. Um, so for me, I'm going to go for West Brom and Norwich top two with Leeds, Sheffield United, Middlesbrough. And I'm going to actually say, yeah, I think Bristol City will do it this year. I think they've had, you know, the experience of the last few years. Lampard, you know, is still... It still needs time at Derby, and you know it's 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 his first season in charge. So to finish seventh would not be ideal for them, even though you know that the joint on points with Bristol City at the minute. But I just feel as though they may come back stronger next season, um, and I think Bristol City will pit them. So I'm not expecting, obviously, a change in the top six from now till the end of the season. It's just the order they finish. So, like I say, West Brom, Norwich, Leeds, Sheffield United, Middlesbrough and Bristol City for me. Uh, but that takes us nicely into previews and predictions, Jake. Uh, so, if we look at Saturday, uh, three o'clock kickoff, which is Aston Villa versus West Brom. Huge derby there. Uh, should be a great game. What's your preview and prediction for that one? Yeah, it's a, it's a massive game, isn't it? Um two teams that will feel like they should 
you know, should be in the Premier League. Um, the thing with Villa for me is they just they just draw too many games and they just mm. they haven't beaten anybody that isn't Ipswich in what feels like forever. Um, yeah. So I just can't see them winning it. And as we both tipped West Brom to to now win the league, which is quite a brave prediction at this point. I think we're gonna I'm gonna have to tip them to win here. I think they they showed that they can you know manage a game quite well away from home against Stoke and I think like it's going to be a similar performance um, against Villa albeit they're probably going to have to score a few more goals because Villa probably will score at some point so yeah I'm going to go 2-1 West Brom here I think they're going to you know start to turn off the gas and, and get off that table I've wrote 2-1 as well I think like we say we've tipped West Brom so why not start here to um, you know a, a great game to to go to Villa Park and, and pick up all three points. I think that uh, Villa, again, like Derby, as I mentioned, I think they'll be one of the teams to look out for next season. I think, you know, Dean Smith's still got a bit of work to do there. And even though they on paper and they can beat anyone in this division, I think Villa are just a, a little bit inconsistent at the minute. And I think, like like we've said before, with, with Dwight Gale and, and players like Rodriguez, etc., up front, I've, I think, that West Brom will, will get a victory here. So I'll go 2-1 also. Uh, the other game we want to preview and predict is basically top versus bottom or bottom versus top in that order, which would be Bolton versus Norwich City at 3pm also. Uh, what's your preview and prediction for that one? Yeah, Bolton are not very good, are they? Um, it's nope. a shame. I think Phil Parkinson's a good manager. What he did with them last year was incredible to stay up against the odds, but... Yeah, it's just looking down the squad, it's just not very good, is it? Players that you just didn't think still played football seem to be playing <laughs> a lot of minutes for them, which is which is incredible. Um, yeah, you look at somebody like Yannick Wilshire, and he was meant, you know, he was quite a big thing a few years ago. He had that big money move to Norwich, and he's not really done much since. And and he, now he's struggling to get into Bolton's team. It's yeah, it's just I just don't think they've got that much in their squad. I think. Norwich no. are going to go here and it's going to be similar to what they did to Ipswich uh, I'll go 3-0 Norwich yeah they don't have much quality Bolton unfortunately and no I've, I've, like we've already said I think they'll they'll finish 23rd in the division this season so yes for that reason uh, the quality and you know that, that Norwich have got and they're on fire at the minute winning last three out of four games um, yeah, I'll go two 0 Norwich, and it'd be no surprise for Pookie to score again. As we've, as we said, he always seems to score at the right time, and, and you know he'll he'll probably score the opening goal in this one. So yeah, two 0 for me. Um, Norwich will win at Bolton, uh, and then Sunday, um, big game in in the fact that Blackburn, you know, if they're going to make a push for the playoffs, it needs to start on Sunday. Really, having having the lost the last two, but Sunday at one o'clock is Blackburn versus Middlesbrough. You've tipped Middlesbrough to fall out of the playoffs, so this will be an interesting prediction. But what's what's your preview and, and thoughts on that one? Yeah, this is this is a difficult one to call. I think Blackburn were looking so good up to a couple of weeks ago, and that freak five-two loss to Brentford when they were two-nil up, and and you know losing to Bristol City is no shame. But I thought at home against Bristol City, they were going to be the ones to put an end to Bristol City's winning run. Um, mm. Didn't turn out that way. I think, and it was probably a deserved result for Bristol City on the day. Um, but yeah, I, I I think they're better at Ewood Park. Um, I think 
Uh, prior to prior to the Bristol City game, they'd won two nil and three nil uh, at home, back to back against Ipswich and Hull. I think they're going to get something. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I'd have predicted a Blackburn win. I'm not going to go that far. Um, Middlesbrough that can't seem to win too many on the road, um, so I'm going to go a one-all draw in this one. Yeah, it is a difficult one to predict this one, actually. I'll, I'll be interested at 3 o'clock on Sunday to see who's claiming the victory, if not the draw. Um, but for me, with Blackburn, obviously, like I've already said, losing a couple on the bounce, I've not, t- I've not taken Middlesbrough to fall out of the playoffs. I think they'll remain similar to where they are. So I'm going to rely on Middlesbrough's defence for this one and say that Borough get a 1-0 victory away at Blackburn on Sunday. Uh, that's my prediction. But unfortunately, with that, we're out of time, Jake. If you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you, now will be a good time. Yeah, cheers for listening. You can get me on Twitter at Jake Jabman with two ends, and I write for EPL Index and also feature on the Premier League p- podcast on this channel, so check those out. And I've been your host at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. Remember to follow at Championship Pod also, where we post each show to our pin tweet. Uh, please subscribe, like, and retweet our show. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you all next time. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.